everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Joy and Infertility Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Porter, and my hope is that you will join me on this road of finding joy, even in infertility. So if you're just jumping into this episode and haven't heard Ashley's story yet, I encourage you to go back to part one so that you can have some context of the long journey that she's been on before you hear this next part. I don't know if I will ever feel better on this side of eternity. And I don't know if I will ever have a baby, but I know, I know that he is not only present, but he is acting on our behalf and that he's working for our good. All right, let's jump back into the conversation with Ashley right where we left off. I want to go back and touch on something that you talked about because I feel like, you know, you just shared your blog last week Mm -hmm. and you had told me that you had shared, you know, with your friends and your family and it wasn't like you were private about it, but Mm -hmm. going that public with it was, that was the first time, right? Yes. So what, how did you feel that you said it took you two months to, Mm -hmm. to release that? How did you feel when, once you like hit that publish button and you knew it (laughs) dropped, what, what was your day like? (laughs) Yeah. So I remember, so Fortunately, I had it scheduled. So I had scheduled it a couple of days before. So the day of, I didn't actually have to push the publish button. But <laughs> I remember <laughs> even hitting the schedule button knowing like in four days, this is going to post. I My stomach dropped a little bit. And I'm mm. usually, I'm anyone that walks through life will tell you I'm pretty open and honest about where I'm at. But I think doing, sharing my story in such a public way was a little bit scary, mainly because I was afraid of the response. And I, I think just walking, anyone that's walking through trying to conceive knows that some of the biggest hurts can come from well-meaning friends and family who Mm -hmm. just say things that just hit home or hit a little bit too close to just an, just a soft part or, uh, yeah, it, I was just really mm-hmm. nervous about the response that I was going to get. And you kind of feel like you're standing naked in front of an auditorium of people and just like, That's here so I true. am. <laughs> and so I, that morning, cause our blog posts, we usually schedule them to post really early in the morning. And I remember waking up and thinking, I don't want to look at my phone for a while today. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put it away and I'm just going to pray that the Lord does whatever he wants to do with my words. And I, I just wasn't quite ready to get, you know, get the response and just hear from people. And then I remember probably late morning lunchtime ish is when I kind of started to check in and, I, I was overwhelmed in the best way possible. Just the response that, that we got of women saying whether their waiting is in this fertility space or their waiting is somewhere else, the Lord has them waiting in another season or another area. I was overwhelmed by just what the Lord did through what I wrote. Um, and, I, of course, had a few people that I had to, you know, pray about how to respond to, but I will say overwhelmingly the response was very positive and I just felt like 
the Lord was like, this is why I wanted you to write this post. And this is why I wanted to share it. And the thing that I kept hearing over and over and over again was women saying, you hardly ever hear a story of someone in the midst of it. You hear it after the fact when it's all tied nice and neat up with a pretty little bow but you don't hear it yep. when someone's still struggling through it. And I remember thinking that is so true. Like I, I've always kind of cringed when you're in church and you're hearing someone's testimony and at the end, it just feels like it's all tied up and life is perfect now. And there's not any struggle or, um, pain in my life because mm. here's what the Lord has done and he is good. And, and I know all the yes. answers of why it happened yes. and, and yes, the purpose that was used for yes. it. Yeah. And while I do believe that he is good and I do like my life has been radically transformed by the gospel, there is still so much pain and struggle. We live in a broken, broken world. And so I just, that's something that's always bothered me is feeling like I want people, especially for people who aren't believers to be able to see someone in the midst of that struggle, that's struggling with doubt, that's struggling with fear, that's, um, just trying to wrestle through that. And so, um, that was, I think one of my hopes through sharing my story. And then I just felt really affirmed through the responses that we were getting that people were kind of craving that to hear a story of someone mm -hmm. who didn't have it all figured out on the other end, who wasn't sitting with a baby in their arms. Right. Um, and not right. that there's anything wrong with sharing your story. Um, once you have a child or once you're out of that season of waiting, there is something so powerful in that. And I think everyone's ready to share their stories at different times. Um, and for mm -hmm. me, for whatever reason, the Lord just said, here's when you're going to share it. <laughs> Even if you don't want to, this is when you're going to share it. And yeah, it's been a really um, emotional and uh, interesting experience to feel like complete strangers know some of the innermost thoughts and feelings you're walking through right now. Um, but I'm just thankful that the Lord has used it in the way that he has. So, and he, and he'll continue to that. Yeah. You'll, you'll get feedback from here on out. People saying, I just found your blog and me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I think I shared this with you that day when I, I was sitting in the doctor's office waiting to go back and I just, your blog popped up mm -hmm. and I was, I had no idea that you were walking through that. And I just, I was in tears in the waiting room because your blog was like identical to, I mean, I shared my story five years ago, um, before we had our miracle, but it was, we were in the midst of our wait and we were about four, about three and a half years in. And I just felt like God said, I want you to share this. And at that point it was very private. I mean, only a few people maybe knew my family and then my closest friends, but we were in ministry. So there was a lot of people that were always asking us like, Hey, what's going on? You know, why aren't y'all having babies and making mm. a family and are y'all not doing it right? And oh, everything was, yeah, everything, everything was just so painful, but we came to a point where we like just honestly, we just needed help financially mm. because what we were looking at was going to be expensive. And so I decided to start a blog and start a business and uh, tie them together so that people can kind of walk through the journey with us. And the blog post was called fashion and fertility. And it was all about, you know, my, I was selling jewelry and this wasn't what I do now, but it was premier jewelry back then. And 
and I shared our fertility story. And that day it was just like what you had said. Like I was nauseous. I didn't want to look <laughs> at my phone. Cause I just thought, I thought the people's comments were going to get harsher. Um, and which is dumb when I think about it, but it was like, I was covering up my wound, like, yeah. or, you know, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm hurting here. And when people would touch me, cause they didn't know it would hurt, but instead I ripped the bandaid off and just said, here I am. Mm -hmm. And people's support was just overwhelming. It was amazing. Yeah. And like you said, there's always a couple people. <laughs> I mean, I had, I just had some really funny things said, but now you can laugh at it. But when you're in the moment, you're like, Oh my gosh, I just want to slap you right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, but I wanted you to share that because the people listening, the girls listening, it may not be a blog or a video, a live, Facebook live video or a podcast. It may be for you just telling your family or telling your best friend or your life group. And yeah. those feelings are still going to be there. You're going to be nauseous leading up to that. You're going to, you're going to feel sick when you sit there and like, I have something I want to share with you guys and you're going to have doubt, but God's going to use that and he's going to heal you in that process and, and then use you through it too. So I just, I'm so proud of you. And I just want to encourage anybody that's listening, just put it out there and whatever way you feel like God wants you to do, put it out there so that you're not alone. Yes. The enemy is like, he loves it when you say, when you stay by yourself and you keep things hidden in the dark, but when you bring them out into the light, like they don't have as much power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He so wants to get it out there. He The enemy wants to isolate you from the pack so that he can, you know, destroy you from there. And when you're in community, it's a lot harder for him to be able to speak lies to you. Um, yeah, I love that. I, that's been one of the biggest things for me is just being in community. And we shared, we were private about trying for the first few months because I feel like everyone wants to be able to just surprise everyone. You exactly. had no idea, yeah. but we're pregnant. And then as the months started to go by, we just realized we can't. And Sarah, my sister-in-law, my brother, they knew the whole time, but otherwise no one really knew. And so as a few months started to go by, we kind of made the decision of we need to be telling the people we're in community with about this because we are going to need prayer, whether this takes another month or this takes another five years. You know, we just need mm -hmm. to not be trying to fight the the lies that the enemy is telling us, the fears that feel like they can be consuming sometimes. And so I would just echo that it is so important mm -hmm. to be walking with community in this for sure. Talking about lies that the enemy tries to get us to believe. You wrote in your blog that because this process is long and you know, it's going to be longer and um, that it feels sometimes like God's absent, even though, you know, he's not, it feels like he's far away. So what do you do in those moments when you feel like he's not with you? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> so to be honest, there are times when I feel like I've handled his feeling far well, and a lot of other times, not so much. And so I have a very stubborn personality type. Um, I try to avoid pain at all costs. Like I don't want to feel uncomfortable feelings. I don't want to always talk about hard things. I just want to pretend like life's fine and we're all good. And so there have been times when the Lord has felt very far and I've been angry at him because he feels far. But instead of like 
kind of pushing into that and struggling well through that. I've just kind of gone in with the mindset of like, well, if you're going to feel far, then I'm not going to pursue you. And so Mm -hmm. then just try to numb out, avoid it, pretend that everything's okay. And obviously that's really mature. Um, but in all honesty, you know, I haven't always, um, I guess, walk through those seasons of feeling like the Lord is absent well. Um, But there have been times where I do feel like he, I have struggled well with that. And I feel like more recently, I have started to just realize like, it is a choice to believe that he is who he says he is, that he doesn't abandon or forsake us just like it's a choice to get up and love your husband every day. If you're trying to decide whether the Lord is near um, and it's based on feelings, you're going to be all over the place. At least I will be because I feel like my feelings change with like the weather and I am kind of all Mm -hmm. over the place. So I choose to believe that he is still present and he's still acting on my behalf, even when it doesn't feel like that. Just like I choose yeah. to love my husband, even when he's like driving me insane and I don't want to talk to him. So some days that decision to believe that he's present is really, really hard. And then sometimes it's an easier choice. And I think the difficulty comes with just trying to battle those emotions, especially because this fertility journey is so emotional. And so I feel like for me, I'm very driven by emotions. And so trying to separate what I know to be true and the emotions I'm feeling, um, but still allowing Mm -hmm. myself to feel those feelings. And I feel like when the Lord feels far, I'm just honest with him. Like there are times that I've screamed and yelled at him that I've just begged him to come near, but have doubted that he would. But that's the beauty of our God is that he can take it and he can take my anger. He can take my doubt and he doesn't condemn me for it. Instead, he draws me back into him. And sometimes that's kicking and screaming when he draws me back in, but he does. And I think something on like a more practical side that's helped me a lot lately is I've just been looking for ways that he is showing me that he is present. So for so long, I feel like I got it in my head that like I needed God to audibly speak to me in this waiting or that I would just have this like neon blinking sign from God with like, hey, I'm here. I haven't forgotten about you. But that just, I mean, it wasn't happening. So I started to look for other ways that he was showing me that I was seen and I was heard and that he was near. And once I started looking, it kind of became more hard to ignore. And for me, Mm -hmm. the biggest way I feel like, and this has been something I've really noticed more lately that he is reminding me that he's active and present is just through a group of women, um, through community that have come alongside of me in this journey and really just in life in general. Um, they are like my dream defenders. They are like my soul sisters and they're just such tangible proof that he does provide and he provides immeasurably more than we could ask for, than we could imagine. And 
You know, Mm -hmm. some of them have walked literally this road of infertility, of waiting in this regard, Um, but all of them have walked through grief and pain in some form or fashion. And so the Lord has just used them to stand with me, to help me fight to believe that he is who he says he is. Um, And even just earlier this week, uh, a couple of them texted me at moments where I was just really struggling and I feel like it's really easy to just be like, oh, wow, that's cool that they texted me right in this moment. But I feel like for me, I'm just recognizing that more and more of of the Lord saying like, I see you. I know what you need Mm -hmm. right now. I know you need someone to come alongside of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also feel like he... (laughs) He's been speaking very loudly to me over the past several years, and I didn't really notice it at first, um, but he's kind of forced me to spend a lot of time studying the Israelites and their time in the desert. In the desert? Yes. Some of that was by choice, but most of it was kind of thrust upon me. So when we lived in Abilene, I joined a BSF study to kind of make friends, and we were studying through the life of Moses. And so after that study, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a Joshua study on my own because I wanted to, quote unquote, finish the story and see the Israelites get into the promised land. Um, Mm -hmm. But then my church did a study on Exodus. And then I was in another study like a year later that did the Joshua, the same Joshua study I had done previously. And so basically I've been camped out like with the Israelites in the wilderness for a few years (laughs) and I've studied other things obviously, but the Lord keeps bringing me back there. And I think that walking through just that story and just seeing the Lord's faithfulness, um, even with the Israelites and their constant unfaithfulness, (laughs) um, his presence was always there. And so I feel like for me, that's been a tangible thing that I've been able to kind of return back to on those days when I am just struggling. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I mean, if there's not a clear cut answer, I think it's a choice. We have to choose to believe it. And we have to look for the ways that he is speaking to us and that he is good in our lives, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a choice. I've, I mean, we always say that when we do premarital counseling, that mm-hmm. love is not an emotion. It's a choice. Yes. And there's a reason why God, re- like Jesus references himself as, and we are the bride. It's like a, it's like a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, loving him, knowing, trusting he's here trusting his words. It's not always an emotion. Sometimes it is, and it's great and it's wonderful and it's cozy, but sometimes it's hard and, but it's an, it's a choice that we make. Mm -hmm. And those are the, those are the moments that really, I think, define our lives. Yeah. You also wrote, um, that, gosh, this is what I'm talking about. Like it's, (laughs) it's literally almost verbatim what I wrote five years ago. Um, you had to ask your, you ask yourself a question. I'm sure those of you listening, ask yourself this too. Do you still believe that God is good? Will you believe that God is good even if you never feel better, if you have to deal with these emotions or these symptoms every day for the rest of your life? Do you believe that God is good even if you never get pregnant? If you never have a baby, that's what I remember ta- like having to process. If I never have a child, whether like adoption stopped, fostering doesn't work out because we have a heart for that. If we never get pregnant naturally, do you still believe that God is good and that he is for you and that he sees you and he loves you? 
what would you tell the girls listening right now that they're done? They're so done. They're so broken. They're so exhausted. They've lost all hope that God is still good and still loves them. What would you, what would you tell them? Oh, it's a heavy question. And I, I get teary eyed because, well, I'm a crier, but (laughs) I just, bring it on. (laughs) I just know, I know what it feels like to sit in that despair and to feel hopeless and broken and forgotten. And it's honestly just devastating. I will say it has been a long, long, long 15 years. Um, and it's been a long year, um, since we've started to try to conceive and it's going to continue to be long. And there have just been so many moments where I've sat utterly shattered, just asking God to help me believe that he is still good to help me understand why this has to be my story and why this has to be the situation I'm in and why this has to be, you know, the thing, I don't want to always be the sick girl. I don't always want to be the girl, um, that has something wrong or that, you know, I don't want that. All I can really say to that girl, though, that's sitting there is that he does see you and he loves you and he's hurting with you. I promise. And he tells us over and over and over in his word that he will never forsake us. And I I don't know if I will ever feel better on this side of eternity. And I don't know if I will ever have a baby, but I know I know that he is not only present, but he is acting on our behalf and that he's working for our good and his glory. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have to choose to believe that he is still good, Mm -hmm. even when your emotions are screaming something totally different. You have to just choose to believe that. And on a practical level, it's, I wish there were like, here's five steps to believe that God (laughs) is still good and that he is for us. But I don't think those like steps exist. But if anyone finds them, you can let me know because that would be a lot easier than having to wrestle through this constantly. But I think it just looks like uh, wrestling with him, being honest about those doubts, being honest about the fact that you're struggling to believe that he is good. Um. I think being surrounded by a community that love you and that will constantly remind you of his goodness. Um, I think being in scripture so that you know truth, so that you can fight those lies that say he's not good. He doesn't care. He's forgotten you. You need to be able to equip yourself to fight those. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I pretty much have the song King of My Heart on repeat constantly in this season <laughs> of life because it's basically just saying the song, the whole song is basically them saying you are good over you are good. and over mm-hmm. and over again. And it's really, really messy. It's so hard and it's, it's not clear cut and there's no easy way to just say, I believe that God is good and not, and you're good. Like you don't have to wrestle through that anymore. I don't think that is honestly probably going to happen on this side of eternity, but regardless of the outcome, I know that he is a God of healing and of redemption. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I am choosing to believe that I'm choosing to fight to believe that amidst Mm -hmm. the fear, amidst the 
pain. Um, there, there's going to be pain and brokenness and struggle in every season of life. And I touched on this in the blog post. Like if you're single, there's heartache. If you're married, there's heartache. If you're trying to have a baby, there's heartache. If you're a parent, there's heartache, but there's only Jesus. Like he is the only Mm -hmm. one that's going to, um, fill that void and just give us satisfaction when we're continually running towards him. Um, and so all that to say is for that girl, if you're sitting there and you think he has forgotten you, I just promise you that he hasn't. And he's sitting there with you. He sees you and he is good and he loves you so much. And I wish I could just hug anyone who's walking through that, but yeah, it's hard and it's going to continue to be hard. I wish I could say, Oh, now that I think he's good, it's going to be easy now, but I just don't think that's the case. No, it's a daily, daily choice. Sometimes literally a minute by minute choice. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? There were were days I would wake up and I was like, man, I am just solid as a rock today. (laughs) I just trust you. And then you get on Facebook and you're like, dad gummit. They don't need to be pregnant. That's not fair. Yes. I remember Um, on Valentine's day, I, um, we had had some really good days, like with the blog, I was having some good days at work. My husband and I were really connected. I was like, man, I like, Lord, you are so good. And then for some reason, (laughs) Valentine's day was like national announce that you're pregnant day on Facebook. And (laughs) I did notice that even from over here. (laughs) I, I think I counted like nine pregnancy announcements and I, I'm sure there were more, but eventually I had to say, you need to put down your phone because you are about to lose yep. your mind. <laughs> and it, you're right. It's minute by minute because there are so many things that pop up throughout the day that try mm-hmm. to, uh, just twist your, what you know to be true and to take your gaze off of the Lord and put it somewhere else and, yeah, it's a minute by minute choice. Um, there are good days and bad, but I think, I think the Lord is glorified when we struggle and when we choose to continue to fight through that feeling of doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we just sometimes get it in our heads that he's only glorified when we're like not struggling at all. And we totally trust him and, but that's just not real life. And so I think that's one of the things I wanted to be really honest about and write about was that here's where I'm at. And this is really hard. Um, and I, I, that's okay. He's not offended by that. He knows. So, yeah. And that's the whole point of the reason why I started this is joy and Mm -hmm. infertility. It's two things that do not go together and joy. I'm not talking about being happy and loving that you're, you know, can't get a get pregnant. It's the fact that you are deeply rooted in Christ. And he is where we ultimately, when we are settled and we are still, we trust and know that he is good. And that brings us joy. Mm-hmm. And so how can we have both? And so girl, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being vulnerable when the bow isn't tied. I love that. Like that is what we need to be as Christians and as followers of Jesus is just pursuing him 
and sharing with people, even when it's ugly and messy and not perfectly tied up and finished. Mm. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Before we get off, can you tell everybody how they can connect with you? Sure. Personal Instagram is at Ashley Watton and it's W-A-T-T-E-N. And then our blog Instagram is at Simply Sisters Co. And so that's mostly where I hang out online. And then our blog is just simplysistersco.com. So yeah. Y'all go check them out. Her and Sarah are so cute and their blog is awesome. So go check them out. And Ashley, thank you so much for being on today. And I can't wait to hear how God just uses your story to reach so many. And we'll be praying for your journey as well. Thank you so much. I told you guys she was good. There's actually been so much more happened since this interview, so I plan on having her again soon. Don't forget to review and share. It really helps the podcast's visibility to others. I just heard from a girl this week that found Joy and Infertility randomly searching through iTunes, and that's all because of you sharing, downloading, and your reviews. Remember, Isaiah 40:31 says this, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Like Ashley said, what we hope you come to believe is this. God is with you. He sees your heart. He loves you and he is good. There will be beauty born from your journey. Have a great day.